Hey guys, gals, and hot rod lovers all over here in Texas and uh, beyond, I want to welcome each and everybody out there to another episode of Gears, Grease, and Gasoline. Tonight, we're sitting down with uh, Sean Fund from uh, King's Speed and Custom, and we're just waiting until Sean makes it here to the studio, and then we're doing this awesome interview, so you can, guys, gals sit back and relax because we have another awesome episode coming your way so it starts right now studio today is matter of fact oh wow it's 7 01 p.m by the laptop here by the way happy uh st patty's day hopefully everybody out there is uh wearing green if you're not you need to be wearing green but anyways we have a uh, Sean Fund here in studio from uh, King Speed. Is it King or King, King Speed, Speed and Custom? And uh, hey, thanks for uh, hey, thanks coming for in the studio it. on St. Patrick's Day. I'm not wearing green because I'm already Irish, so I already got the green blood. So. Hey, that uh, that's all right. Do you wear green or? Uh, I try not to. Why? Uh, it's not really one of my favorite colors. All right. So you, you're saying you don't it's wear not one green? one of my favorite colors. So. Yeah? Yeah. Just... Well, what's a Sean favorite color? Uh, some red. Red? Yeah, some red, some black, some white. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, but almost every time I see you, you're wearing like uh, black. Well, it black hides, your up, favorite it hides color? dirt better. When you're working in the heights, dirt better. Well, yeah, true, true, true. So what, what do you think, you know, all your uh, passion can from uh when i was younger i watched my dad a lot um i've always around my dad my dad always he he rode motorcycles and he was always building something and i just i just wanted to do what my father did and then it's just one of those things where when you start whatever it is you know if you have a passion for something you know a lot of people want to learn how to do it or something some people they need to learn they because you know tv and the internet has blown up the whole money wise and everybody's in it for the money and i do it because i love doing it i love the passion i like to build i like to fabricate like the design um it's just something that's always been dear to me working with your hands i mean a lot of things you can read about but most of your learning comes from working with something and failing and making it better if you don't if you don't try you won't fail and if you don't fail you won't so learn. what was a data car guy or a bike uh, guy? my whole family was into cars uh, my dad was in the cars, built hot rods and built motorcycles. My uncles did. Uh, my cousins did. Uh, up north, where I'm from, I'm originally from Toledo, Ohio. And my dad worked at Jeep. My grandfather worked for uh, Dana Transmissions. My cousins worked for uh, the Ford Motor Company. So there's there's just a lot of uh, automotive background. So I guess I really didn't have a choice, you know. So it's just uh, it's just something that my family always we didn't watch sports, you know. <coughs> 
So everybody was in the garage, everybody was working on something and you know, and it just me personally, I just always wanted to be around by my father, so to be around my dad, I had to learn this stuff. You ever play gopher in oh, the yeah. garage? Oh, yeah. With, go I mean, for this, go for that. Yeah, and, and sometimes it got to the point where <coughs> dad would just go, Hey man, you just gotta go just go see what your mom's doing. You know? <laughs> so I mean I'm Dad a, would say that to yeah, me a lot. I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, it, dad said it a lot and then uh being younger, my dad and my, my mom, uh they got a divorce and I was living with my mom and I just you know, I just wanted to hang out with my dad. I mean he was the cool guy ever he 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 was very uh, a stern man but strict and, and nothing was you know if you want something bad enough you gotta man, go and make it. it happen go after yeah it. You, you i mean my first car i had a i had to work at a restaurant you know for my cousin being a busboy i had to save up my money dad never gave us anything if you want something bad enough go get it you make know and i just been that way since i was a kid you know right, and right my on. first car I, I bought my own car if i wanted a motorcycle i'd have to uh i'd have to i didn't have the money so i just built one my I mean my very first motorcycle was a uh, Harley Davidson 125 okay uh, got it for 25 bucks really and, yeah and now it's I look back at it and I had one more part to get when I was a kid and I was leaving junior high and I ran to the Harley shop to get the part and I got back and it was gone someone stole it oh. I still have the original part <laughs> Oh, that I got for that motorcycle. Yeah, so it's you learn things, and uh, one day I, as I was getting older, I, I got another uh, Harley, and I took it to a shop. And one day I went back up to the shop, and the shop was closed out, and everybody's stuff was in it, and the bike was stolen. And I said, from that day forward, I'm gonna just I'm gonna do whatever is possible to learn how to build motorcycles and ask a lot of questions, ask people. You know, the old guys they would they would teach you. It's like you need to do this. Yeah, that. and that's basically how I got started, and I, I've been all over pretty much the east side of the United States, and New York, and Florida, Miami, and just no matter where I go, I. Let just, me let me ask: Have you built a bike for somebody out there famous? Myself, I've built. I know, you're you're like dude. No, I've never I, built anything. I didn't think I was. Famous. I didn't think I'd be talking to a movie star. Well, I heard you were in a movie or video. What's up with that? That was. That was a fluke. Um, I was hanging out with some guys that I met when I was working at a bar called Hot Rods and Hogs. And these two guys came in and we had a big car and bike show. And they pulled this top fuel Harley out. And I just, I was intrigued to ask them to 20 questions about it and uh, next thing you know they're they're like hey you want to go I'm like yeah I'd love to go so I went to a couple of them and then I became part of the crew I was a diver so I was taking the bike apart and uh, we made it through the whole season we got to the point system I was working at the bar at the time and they're like Sean can you go to Vegas I'm like man I, I'll love to go to Vegas and they were like well we'll have a, a car pick you up take you to the airport and I'm like all right cool so they paid for the they paid for the whole pit pit crew to go to Vegas and I get off the plane in Vegas and I had a limo pick me up oh cool and i'm like all right this is way <laughs> cool so the limo awesome. the limo driver he drives us from the airport inside the pits of las vegas nevada drag strip and i get out of the limo and i'm like i have never been treated like this ever in my life so we get out and we're drag racing and we're trying to make it till sunday and there was a guy walking around taking numerous videos and pictures of stuff and um i'm gonna i'm just gonna be honest we were a little it was late at night racing was done i was hey, hey, drunk hey, Woo! It's all right. so and then the guy just started videoing 
selling it and I didn't think nothing of it. And then like five years later, someone goes, Sean, you're on my TV set. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm watching a video of you on my TV set. Yeah. You guys were drag racing in Vegas. I'm like, wow, that's pretty cool. So, and then I got the CD. So it's one of those things like little things in life that makes the world go around, right, man. So right, try. right on. So what, what about your uh, mom? Did she share you and your dad's uh, passion or? Uh, mom, Mom pretty much knew I was gonna be like my dad, so she supported it, and she still supports me. I, I call my mom every once in a while. Oh, cool, awesome. And, uh, yeah, and she'll she'll remind me, and it's like, you know, you're just like your dad, you know, and anytime I do something that is uh, exciting to me or uh, in a positive way, I'll share it with my mom and my family and stuff like that. And, and that's what it's about, you know, share it with the kids and, and teach them. And, and anytime a kid walks by and they say, hey, you know, what's going on, what is this? You take your time with children I do I love kids I don't have any kids but it's like when a kid asks you how something works or what it is you take your time and you explain it to them because maybe you just planted a seed yeah to for them to do whatever it is painting reading sculptures whatever if you give somebody just a little bit of something that inspires them to do what they want to do then I did my job you know well, I did my job so. me and me and uh, Terry and my girlfriend we're at like another uh, car show, like uh, probably a m month ago, and uh, a kid was taking a picture uh, or taking a picture of his dad by this one old truck, you know, C10 at the show, and the kid was uh, cutting off the front of the car in the back of the car, getting his dad in this, and we're walking by, we're shooting at the show, and I gave my camera to Terry, my girlfriend, and I stopped and I walked over to the kid, I'm like, "Don't take it yet." And he's all, "Why?" And I'm like, "You don't." have you know the full car the full truck in there so i moved them back and then i'm gonna get the front and the back inside in frame focus on your dad and then take it and he took it and that shot came out awesome it's yeah i mean if if people take the time to actually teach somebody how to do something whatever it is i mean you gotta have the passion if the passion for what you believe in and you share it with somebody else <coughs> they will actually feel that that is important to that person, you know? And you gotta just stop for a little bit, not think about yourself, think about someone that just asked you a question about your passion. <coughs> and hopefully they feed off of it or learn a little bit from it and continue what they believe in. So it's not always about that person in general. So what what makes uh, Sean tick? Uh, motorcycles, fabricating, I uh, eat, breathe it. Um, so like passion running down your uh, oh, arm. Oh yeah, it's yeah. You is it bad? Yeah, it's one of those things where you really you're thinking with your hands. You're building something with your hands, and I like I like doing that. It makes How's it feel good? make you feel every time you're doing like a new build. Um, I like to challenge myself. Because okay. Like, once you build one, now you got to build something regardless. Better of car or furniture, <laughs> motorcycles. Now I got to make the the next one. It's got to outdo that one. So yeah. You, I'm not trying to outdo people on TV. I'm not trying to outdo anybody next to me. I'm trying to outdo myself. Okay. Because I'm I respect other people's builds and sometimes their their ideas will inspire me to out try to outthink myself. And there's a lot of there's some heavy hitters out there that can fabricate and design some stuff that'll blow your mind. But for my skills and what I have, I try to outdo myself. I'm not worried about the guy next to me or the guy across the world. <coughs> I have to outdo myself. So anytime I build something, the next build is got to outdo that one. I have to out, I mean, I do, I do my own polishing. I do my own fabricating. I design, my brother and I, we, we, we work together really well. So we sit there and sometimes a motorcycle 
travel frame will sit on on a jig or a bike lift. It'll not sit there for. It will actually tell you how it wants to be built. I got numerous parts laying around because it just didn't work. So what? Well, where's all the ideas and the it you just, know some creations people, come that's, from? That's probably the hardest thing to explain. Um, sometimes it just you'll, when you're thinking so much on ideas and it just keeps going and going and flowing and then you get all these ideas and you got to get a right flow it's got to everything's got to flow together you can't when you start building something from the front end it's got to continue all the way to the back because a lot of people get lost and they'll like the whole front end will be just totally rad and then by the time they get to the back a motorcycle it's like they they lost one interest focus or they just and money plays a factor in it too. Money plays True. a factor in a lot of things. You know, and then when you're when you're building something, sometimes it takes a little bit longer than other projects. Some projects just flow. They just fall into place and everything looks great. And some you will struggle. And sometimes you need to stop and go, all right, Rich, this is where I'm at. What, what do we need to do? Well, you know, sometimes stepping away from something and getting somebody else's input will help you out. It's like, I hey, even do that late at night on the computer. I get drained out from working on the oh, magazine. Yeah, it, I, Take a break, go watch some TV, get, get some to drink, you know, chill, yeah. chill with dad, and then come back and then have like a, a new uh, light to go on. Yeah, and, and, and sometimes if people, it's like a writer's block. Sometimes yeah. you'll be sitting there doing something, and it's like, you know what, I just need to step away, relax, you know, and you need that. You need because you start overwhelming yourself with projects that you're doing, and, and you have so much other stuff, and that's why I like to work on one project at a time. I I'll be the first person to admit if I have three or four projects going, yeah, nothing gets done. Yeah, I'm over here, and I'm over here, and next thing you know, it, it never gets done. So I like to work on one thing at a time, give it a hundred percent of my attention, and then then that's why everything just kind of flows with. You know, there's somebody out there on the podcast right now. And they're listing either, you know, here in Texas or, you know, outside Texas. And uh, they want to get into, you know, maybe their first uh, bike build or something like that. And they can't do a roadblock or a block wall. They think about giving up, giving in. What would you tell them? And you can. Um, we all hit roadblocks. We're just, we're nature like that. Sometimes, you know, a roadblock. When you, and that's, a, a, I'm, I'm glad you asked that because um, on Facebook, well, we are all on Facebook. And I, we, everybody has certain pages and stuff. When I see people ask, they're on a project and they'll ask something. It's their very first project. And it really upsets me when other people get give them negative vibes. It's like, what, what are you doing? Well, you shouldn't be doing it. No, I try to be as helpful as I can to help other people out with projects. And if you hit a roadblock, step away from it for a little bit, refocus, you know, and the, the theory goes, you ask five people, you get five different answers. Go to somebody that you trust, a couple people that you consider in your little clique or circle over there and ask them and said, hey, where should I go from here? What what am I doing not wrong, but what am I not doing right? Because wrong, you'll learn from some wrong. What what I if you get a hold of somebody that you trust ask them some questions, ask the internet. Don't get upset with other people putting you down. That is so negative. Like, it just drives me crazy when other people go, well, you shouldn't be doing that. Get away from it. How much you want for it? Blah, blah, blah. Those are the negative people. It's haters make you famous, you know? So now strive to be better for yourself. Don't try to outdo somebody and go, well, I did it anyhow. I didn't need your help. We all need help. 
Everybody, I need help. I, there's a couple people that I ask for help. There's nothing wrong with it, but when you get the negativity, it'll, it will drive you away from a project. You need to take the negativity people, ignore them, and take some of the positive that you do get out of it. See if you can find an answer with that. Because without without you actually stopping and thinking and looking at that, the answer's right there. The answers are right there. So if you're willing to spend enough time to ignore the negative, look at the positive, take some of that, and try it. If it doesn't work, try something else. Sooner or later, it's gonna fix. And then once it is fixed, you're gonna go. But when people when, when people tell you, oh, it's easy, you know, the reason why it's easy for you, because you know how to do it. When somebody doesn't know how to do it, it's not easy. Some things do come easy to some people, some things they don't. The, the whole theory is take your time, relax. It'll all come together. If you, if you got patience, it'll come together. If you don't have patience, you're, you're just gonna sit there and spin your wheels. So you gotta, you gotta be careful. <coughs> now, is there, is there somebody out there in the bike world or you know hot rod world that uh, you love to work with, or maybe uh, maybe not, do? To be, uh, to be honest with you, maybe do a uh, bike your build off. Oh, uh, there's a couple people out there I like to, I like to sit there and, and work against them. And but it, it, you know, there's some big hitters out there. There's some, there's some, uh, there's some major big hitters. Uh, there's a bike show coming up in October called born free oh and cool. uh brother Bo and i we went last year and when you're stuck in like a certain little world when you're stuck in texas you're used to the texas theme and when you get people from japan thailand korea israel australia there's some big hitters out there there's a lot of people i've got some extremely poor people out there right now they're uh, listening in those countries you named dude there are some talented there's so much talent out there and when you're stuck in a certain area, you're so used to seeing the same style, the same paint jobs and same motors and all this other stuff. But then when you see other people coming from different states and different countries, there's some heavy hitters. There's some serious on point builders out there. And I got 100% respect for these guys. These guys hold different level. And it, it makes me push myself, which is nice. Is like when you see other people's stuff and it's like, it's off. It's off the hook, and you're like, "Yeah, I've been doing it wrong this whole time." There's some, there's some talented people out there, and it, it just blows your mind how much talent is really out there. So I, I heard kind of through the grapevine, or saw through the grapevine that you kind of took a little uh, spill. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. That was my, uh, that was my first motorcycle accident with a car. I've had numerous motorcycles. What, what happened? Uh, June fourth. I was gonna, I had my motorcycle and I didn't want to wait for the train. I wanted to get ahead of the, the traffic. Me and Bo were out riding and uh, I went I went around traffic and a lady did a U-turn and clobbered oh. me in the chopper. And oh, I was, it was, it was bad, you know, and I'm sitting there and the police department came and the paramedics and I'm sitting there, I'll be honest with all you people, I was sitting there crying. I have my, my masterpiece motorcycle laying on the ground. Oh! And it slid across two lanes of street. Oh, and uh, the paramedics come and they're asking me where it hurts and I'm like my bike is trashed and it's done I'm never gonna ride it again and Bo comes over and he goes hey man she's okay I'm like it's done uh, the bike that I built that I got hit on um, kind of a personal thing uh, my father was still alive at the time and I was trying to hurry up and get this motorcycle done oh, okay. so I could ride up north and go riding with my dad well my dad passed away before the bike was done so oh. and then all my friends and brothers are 
are like, just build the bike. So I built the bike. So I had this Healy's keel, keel on my head to get this bike done. So I got it done and I ride it and I've been riding it for a couple of years. It's been in some calendars and some videos and I didn't build it for that. I built it to try to impress my father. But I'm going to impress anybody. It's going to be my dad. And uh, I got hit and they put me in the ambulance. First thing they asked me is, we have been drinking? And I'm like, no, not yet. That was the whole point of going riding. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wasn't even drinking yet. So I get hit. Uh, the cops let Bo and his dad put the bike on the truck. They took it home. I go to the hospital. And then the uh, doctor's like, you're probably not going to be able to ride again. And I'm like, well, that ain't happen. So, yeah, yeah. And I got quite a few stitches. And uh, it was just one of those things. I overcame it. And now, needless to say, all my motorcycles are kick only. Yeah. And I kick them with my right leg. So I'm over here. And I'm like, I'm going to beat this thing. I'm going to beat it. And, and it's just like, if I'm not riding, I'm done. I'm just, there ain't, yeah. if I'm not, and there's days that I just, I'd rather just build something than ride. Yeah. And it's like really weird. It's like, eh, I'd rather just be in the garage and ride. You know, so it's just one of those things where yeah. when you do something long enough or you have enough passion or love for it, it's like, should I be building something or should I be riding? So that was a bad deal. But here I am, well, eight months I'm later. I'm glad you you overcame it. You're, yeah, I've been. Thank, I ain't gonna stop riding until I'm thank done. Thank God, you know. Uh, I was gonna say. Um, so what? What's the response been since? You know, you said your your friend saw you, you know, on TV. He's like, Sean Harris, seeing you on TV, man. Yeah, it was it was kind of weird. You know, it's like you know when you know you take pictures of yourself and your friends like that, but then when you see you actually see yourself talking and moving on TV, <laughs> yeah. you're like, man, I, I sound like a goober, man. I was like, man, I should have done this. I should have done that and they're like oh man it was so cool to see you on tv and i'm like yeah it kind of was kind of weird man i'm like but i guess you get used to it you know and it's it's a self-motivation thing you know i like it it's pretty cool when do you start uh king speed and customs i started that um there's Very a custom there's a there's a group of guys that we hang out with and we're building hot rods and hanging out so the club the car club was called steel king and i wanted to get something that would incorporate the small car club thing and move it over and kind of branch out so they'd be kind of tied in together so king speed and customs is part of the steel king's little car club brother club you know we go out right around you know you got your all your car club jeans so that's one of those things where we started doing that and then uh it just it hasn't taken off i am trying so hard and it's like first you got to get a big shop that costs a lot of money you know so it, it all comes sooner or later yeah it's been about 15 years but i kind of like it you know it's like i'm working out of a two-car garage i got my polishers i got welders two benders fabricating i mean the only thing i do not do is paint. I can't paint even if I had a roller. I can't paint nothing. I just I don't have the knack for it. I'm not. I can I can draw, but you give me a computer and I'll make a badass uh, design on the computer. Oh man! But I can't draw. I'm like chicken scratch, man. Yeah, I, the, the whole computer thing. I could barely work my phone, but that's another story. But uh, that's how King Speed and Custom came around, and then uh, the brothers they support it. It's like Sean, if this is what you want to do, you want to do it. I'm like one day it's gonna blow up, and it's still it's. It's not going to change nothing on how I do things. It's one motorcycle at a time, one hot rod at a time. You know, uh, I like to have the one on person. When I do a motorcycle and I do, I just do that person's motorcycle. I don't have other ones in line because I don't want a customer going, well, where's my bike? I've seen this one here and it's already done. I want to make sure that anytime that when someone drops a motorcycle off or wants a motorcycle build, they're the most important person that's being taken care of. And that's, and that's how I want to be taken care of. When we go somewhere, we want one person talking to us and that's it and 
and to me that means a lot and when someone wants that's like sean I, I want a motorcycle i want i want this and that the best advice for me that i have learned if you want to build something get a couple catalogs get a couple magazines and make like a collage make you know you already know what kind of tank you want you already know what kind of wheels you want you already know what kind of exhaust in the general area cut those pictures out it sounds like a cliche but it works you cut those pictures out you glue them you put it on a piece of paper there you go you got your motorcycle your cars right there everybody can cut out a car the wheels the stance the color and now you've got visually in your in your face you go there it is that's what i want when you have all these little ideas and you're trying to explain to rich rich this is what i want i you're losing send me send me a picture show me, show show me. me a piece of paper show me what you want and then you go okay now i get where you're at now i know how aggressive you are how subtle you want a bobber you want an antique you want a restoration when you make your own little collage you've already got your picture of the motorcycle car you want and you can bring it to somebody and go hey build me this now i i have a general idea what's going on in okay. your head now once i get that how do you want this thing to do do you want it to be just loud do you want it to be fast do you want it to be aggressive do you want it low do you want it just a just a mean vicious neighborhood terrorizing machine <laughs> yeah. you know so in with Wake that, all the neighbors with that yeah anytime you agitate your neighbors that's a bonus in the day man oh, i mean that especially when you're right out riding around with your friends yeah. about three o'clock in the morning and you come home or you get time. the neighbor to put up the for sale sign hey i'm moving i'm out of this neighborhood that's it's a bonus round man too anytime, loud man anytime you get your neighbors agitated you know you did your day <laughs> right man that's how i look at it heck yeah uh let's see uh, what what do you think are in the future cards for uh sean <coughs> Um, down the pipeline. Hopefully, you just keep doing what I'm able to keep doing what I'm doing. I love what I do, and I, I, it's it's rewarding when you take something that you built out of nothing, and you go out riding around, and you park your bike, you park your car, and someone goes, "That's a nice ride, man." I want I want that to continue. I want to be able to continue that as long as I possibly can, and and also being able to teach the younger generation that's coming up. And yeah, I think we we need to you know kind of say pass the torch yeah you know? the passing the torch is hard i mean because this day and age kids would rather be at the house yeah they're they're on their playstation yeah, it, it, it's getting harder and what's really sad is not just me but a lot of people that build and try to get somebody else to feel the same way you do that's getting harder and harder because i'm i'm almost 55 you know so it's like i i just turned 50 so, so yeah and to to find it's not to me to find it's for a kid to find me interesting enough to share my passion with it's getting really hard to find because kids are they'd rather be in the house and playing on the computer all day because i remember when we were kids our parents wanted us in the house i mean we were drinking out of hoses, running our bicycles. Yeah, I was shooting riding a bike with that no seats sometimes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. but now these days, I mean, kids just don't want to socialize anymore. And that's really getting hard, too, to even to Playing meet people. on rope, rope swings under trees. Oh. And- yeah, jump it mean, off in the creek and all that. I mean, back in the day, you you put a rope around a bicycle and you drag your buddy on a skateboard. You know. Or I mean, remember putting uh, playing cards oh, in the, the spokes, spokes yeah. of your bike that to was, make it sound beefy. And that right there was manning up right there, <laughs> man. I mean, and then your buddies would come by and they're like, "No, I put cardboard in mine." And then your other buddy was like, "Man, I took an old tin can and I got." I'm like, "It just those days are gone. Those days are gone." I mean, you see less and less kids riding bicycles, and you know, when we were young. It's like, how many people these days that's 
hey, when the streetlights come on, you, you need to get your butt home. Yep. No, I've never I mean, that. that was that was like the Olympics, man. You want to yep. get somebody in the Olympics? Tell us the kid that the streetlight's on. You better get on before that. I mean, those days are gone. I mean, the whole wanting to interact with other people, it's getting harder. It's getting harder. And the only more people are getting our age. That's how we communicate. But now these days, kids, they really don't interact with anybody. And it's really hard to learn anything when you can just press a button yeah. on your phone and you already got the answer. No one had a struggle for it. You, you know? know, I remember, you know, back growing up, be, be way before uh, cell phones, I knew everybody's phone number. Oh, yeah. I had, oh, yeah. you know, a little book with everybody's number in there. And remember, we had uh, pagers, you know, oh, and yeah, stuff like pagers, that. Yeah. And you get a page, you're driving somewhere, you had to go find a uh, pay phone or something. Yeah. You're like, oh, yeah. mom or dad's calling or, you know. Yeah. I don't recognize his number. Well, even even back in the day, it's like if I was over your house and I was disrespected, your mom would spank me. Before I got home, your mom called my mom and I got another spanking for disrespecting your mom. You can't even look at a kid no more these days. And yeah. You, everybody raises the fuss. So yeah, times have changed and, and hopefully where it goes is uh, maybe I can, if I had reached out to one person and inspired one person that I Well, you're, be you're uh, reaching out right now to Australia, to Sweden, to, um, you know, the UK, to Saudi Arabia. And By the way, it, everybody it, over there, hey, how you doing? If you can, what would you, what do you... What does Sean want to say to everybody out there listening in another country? Do what you love. Don't let anybody get in your way. And make sure it, it makes other people happy. And don't take no for anything. Now, if there's somebody out there uh, listening, can they uh, contact you and have you build a bike for them? Yeah. Um, I don't have a website or nothing, but I got a Facebook page. Uh, you can go to Sean, S-E-A-N, at Fund, P-F-U-N-D, on Facebook. Look me up. Uh, there's random pictures on there. I got a separate section on there where uh, it shows my polishing, making exhaust, bike builds. Um, yeah, feel free. Uh, the world's out there. Grab it and uh, grab as much as you can and uh, do what you love. That's the well, bottom line. Where did we, uh, where did uh, Sean get bit by the bug at or went? Oh, well. Is that a long story? No, it's a short story and it's a <laughs> funny story and it's probably, it's, it's going to be crazy. Um, I tell this story every once in a while and some people are going to get it and some people are not going to get it. When I was living with my father, um, he, he was the man's man. My dad was 6'7", almost 300 pounds, Vietnam. And uh, he had an easy rider, an old easy rider mag, and he had a Playboy sitting on the other on the other side of it. And uh, I should have picked the Playboy instead of the Easy Rider. Oh. Because as soon as I opened that old Easy Rider magazine in the 70s, man, I was like, that's it. That's it. Yeah. And it's like, they got the chicks, they got the bikes. What more do you need in life? You know, and that's how I was when I was younger. And I had, I went to grade school. I had a 72 Triumph Bonneville. I cut grass. If I must have bought it for like 300 bucks. And I rode it to junior high. I didn't have my license, I, no tags on it, no nothing. It was a god ugly motorcycle. And I rode it to junior high. I was going back and forth, but I parked it in the teacher's parking lot. And the teachers called my father up and they were complaining that to my dad, don't bother my dad why I was at the factory. My dad was a factory man, he worked at Jeep for 35 years. They called my dad up and they said, hey, Mr. Fun, do you know that your son is riding a motorcycle illegally and it's parked in the teacher's parking lot? And my dad says, well, where is he at now? Well, he's at school. 
Then quit bothering me. The boy made it to school and you're complaining to me how he got to school. And that's how I, that's, it's just one of those things. It's just, once you ride an old school chopper, man, it is like the coolest thing on the planet. It's like a soul. It takes your soul and you become part of it. That's, that's what it is all about. So what, what do you love about, you know, a new build or you know, uh, existing uh, build. Just, uh, um, I love all the my love motor about doing it. I, I love doing it. I love riding all my motorcycles that I've built. I didn't buy any of them that I have. I built every one of them. And what's cool about it is when you're building another one, it's sort of like you get inspired by your past builds to hurry up and get this one done so I can ride it. I mean, once you build something from your hands, regardless of what it is, and you get to literally get on something, you built the motor, transmission, you, I think if the, even with all the builds, you meet so many neat people along that journey, because each each build's a different journey, each build. So when you're building something, I gotta go see Rich about this one. Somebody told me to go see Rich about this. I talked to Rich. You build a bond and a friendship that way, and then I gotta go get this part for this, and you meet so many different people along the way, even when you, you get done with this build, and you Right it to a different spot that you haven't been before and people are like all gathered around they're like hey man that's a nice looking bike where'd you get it well i built it really i know this guy and the next thing you know you're you're you just met like 15 people in 20 minutes just because of one motorcycle that you build and they're like wow that's pretty impressive my buddy over here builds and it's like next thing you know this guy builds special parts for the ones that you've been looking for you know so it inspires you to build something and show it off regardless of what, what we're always showing off it doesn't matter, you know, you can say what you want, we're showing. But when you park it and other people admire your work, that is the most self-gratification you can come around as a planet. You've got magazines, you got magazines all over the place. And when people are like, wow, you make a magazine? Yeah, I make a magazine. Would you like a magazine? And next thing you know, then someone's calling you a couple days later, hey, how do I get in your magazine? And those you didn't even meet, somebody else, you know. You know, matter, matter of fact, something you brought up made me think of something. I took from, Issue number uh, one, I like this one quote and I put it in. I just like the quote. Read that quote right there. Read that out loud. Be so good, they can't ignore you. I like that quote. I didn't even I just, know that guy. <laughs> I just put it in there. It, 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 yeah. But you know what? That is coming to fruition. That's coming true. Because I, I just keep to what I do best. You know, the magazine, taking pictures, all that stuff. Just do what I love but to you do. Like, you like doing it. And when people look at for the month, when when, when someone when you feature somebody else's car that month, that's the only thing they're thinking. They're thinking about, Rich has got my car in this magazine next month. That is like, that's an honor. I mean, that's it, it is. I mean, it's to have something that you built on the cover or the inside of something that's an honor I and mean, when it's like they get to look at it they get to show that off to their buddies it's like hey man did you see the magazine that Rich my cars on there that's an honor that's an honor to actually from their thoughts to the garage to the street to a magazine that's pretty cool man I mean I I, I know how it feels well that little little uh, background behind the magazine is I had shopped for another magazine in California for a bit but before that, I went to, I think it was a, it was, it might have been the Grand National Roadster Show out there in uh, Pomona at the Pomona Fairgrounds. And I, I remember I was just doing these uh, fake magazine posters before the 
real magazine and uh, I saw a guy, he had like, I think it was a 55 or a 56 Bel Air, Chevy Bel Air. He was wiping everything down. And I came up there, I was shooting and stuff. And I said, and I was curious why he was wiping it down. I said, it looks so good already. Why, you know, why are you wiping? He's uh, the guy from Hot Rod Magazine is coming out to put me on the front cover. I want it looking, you know, awesome. Well, so I stayed there and I shop talked with this guy until a Hot Rod uh, guy came out. He came out, he put all his stuff down, his camera, his gear, everything. He looked along the lines of the car, down the driver's side, the passenger side, all that. And then he pat the guy on the back He's uh, you're not front cover material. And he picked up his stuff and he walked away. That was my way into doing these hot rod posters. I said, hey, sir, he was so upset. Oh, I'm yeah, like, it's, it's you want to be on, on the front cover? And he's like, uh, yeah, I'm on. Um, I don't have a magazine, but I'm doing these man cave posters. I'll put you on the front cover. We named them magazine, like some name he gave us. We put his car up there and it looked just like a real magazine cover. See, people have gotten so picky, man. They just, it is what yeah. it is. It is what it is. And, and hopefully later on, he's probably gone so much bigger and better that he'll probably run into that guy one day and go, sometimes that will strive you to go, where did I go wrong? You didn't go wrong. That's somebody else's opinion. That's 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 what I'm trying to get. I mean, everybody's opinion's different and you gotta take that with a grain of salt. It's like, just because one person doesn't like it doesn't mean that five other people don't like it. They, that guy probably get a Yeah Buddy Award from all of his friends and strangers that, but that one, it crushed him. And that's, but that's all political, you know, to be able to get your vehicle on a cover of a magazine. You do it every month. You do it every month you're making someone happy every month and you take your time out and not even all that you take numerous other pictures of other projects they go into your magazine and there's hundreds of guys looking at their stuff and sharing with their buddies and their friends and you know that is an honor that's an honor to have it's a self-gratification if you can get yourself it's hard to believe you spend all that money to put something on a piece of paper and then put it on a frame it's crazy you got hundreds of thousands of dollars in a project but if we took this 25 cent piece of paper and put it in an 80 frame and you hang it on your wall that's like the coolest thing ever man it's crazy yeah. I mean we've all done it I mean I have numerous motorcycles you know and if someone takes a picture of it and puts it on a frame or something I'm like hell yeah I made it you know but we can go to different bars and hang out with our friends and people are like oh, yeah man that's cool can I take a picture of it take all you want and then what's really funny is when random people take pictures of your stuff and you sit there and you play it on Facebook or whatever and all of a sudden you see a picture of your motorcycle on there I'm like holy crap that dude published that you know I'm like heck yeah and hundreds of people see it and hundred people see it and they're like wow that's that's pretty cool man that's pretty cool it's the same thing with your magazine magazines are slowly dying but you're still pushing well and that's gotta be hard we, to do we man. didn't <clears throat> we were i think i think we dead night met you probably about four years ago when we were um yep. getting a yep. magazine uh going and um, still no motorcycles in that magazine funny, but, we're, well, but hey we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later <laughs> hey there might be another uh magazine or something since i'm Digital. Well, the, and that's the thing about motorcycles. It's like cars, you got to open the door to see the interior. Cars, you got to open up the hood to see the motor. Cars, you got to you got to get on your knees and look at the frame. With a motorcycle, your interior's right there, the motor's right there, the frame's right there. It's all right there. You don't have to crawl on your knees. It's like you just walk around and like, all right, cool. Cars are, they're cool. Cars are cool. I mean, there's just, but you can't fit 16 Harleys in your garage. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but you can try like heck, but you can only fit one car in your garage. 
Yeah, you know, you got two bike lifts, and you got a couple of cars, you know, you can't do all that. Yeah, I've seen a, a truck that you have. Is that a C10? That is what a, year is that? That is a 63. That is a family uh, pickup truck that if you get all the brothers together, they will all say that they own it. And basically, Bo's son gets that truck when we're all kicked the bucket. So it went from one brother to another brother. I partially owned it, then I didn't own it, and then my brother owned it. So it's like, it's a family heirloom that we all argue over. So it's like, whoever gets to drive it that day is pretty much the owner. Cool. So I don't let, I try to drive it as much as I can, but I love it. I love the truck, so. Do you, have, do you ever have a build that you were, you were uh, working on uh you think everything's all hunky-dory it's going great and then it goes south every one of them every, every, one, every of one of them anytime you build something and it goes smooth there's like, something wrong something wrong. there's something wrong because you will fight i mean it's like um i make my own exhaust for all my motorcycles i make my all my own exhaust and i polish all my own materials i polish my motors my transmissions my fork legs um i try to be as self-efficient as i can and it's like once you put it all together it's the smallest it's always a small it's a 29 cent piece you got oil leaking out of something something ain't right it doesn't want to start and what really stinks is when you have just a kicker only you've got to time that thing it's not like a, a chevrolet where you take the distributor out and you cock it over and you have your buddy hooks over there turn it the ignition when you have a, an all kicker harley davidson and it didn't really kick right the first time and you thought you had it timed right it ain't you sit there and you'll kick and kick and kick and kick and kick until your leg is swollen and sore and then you ask your buddy to kick it and then it is like and then and it's like every third kick you're over there trying uh, to time it just right and then you go well did i adjust my valves right then you sit there and you adjust your, your push rods and you're trying kick to time it, it right and then you find out and this has happened and then you find out that when you installed the cam the manufacturer indexed the cam wrong so you were not gonna get because now they just press the cam gears in there in the old days they just put them on there and they clock them and they welded them on there well now everything is manufactured so you take a cam and they press the cam gears but the cam gear was off like two teeth so i was sitting there kicking and kicking and trying to adjust the timing on it it wouldn't start and then i pulled it out and i'm looking at it i'm like i don't know what the heck's wrong with this thing well a buddy of mine scott that who used to uh work for sns he's like take a picture of it and i like took a picture of it he goes it's indexed wrong i'm like what he's like it's indexed wrong there's a little scratch mark behind the cams and if those scratch marks aren't lined up right it's not indexed right so the timing was way off i spent two days kicking this thing and he unpressed the gear pressed it back on put it back on there and started running so they're all a mess no matter what, something's always gonna go wrong. But you learn. Now, anytime I get a cam, I look and see if that darn thing is indexed right. right on. So yeah, I mean, they're all they're all frustrating. But once you get to the point where you can ride it, where it's not leaking, it's timed right, and you get to ride with your friends, and you pull up to the first light, and you're like, that's right, I built this thing. That is like the ultimate self gratification. It's like looking at your magazine. You got multiple magazines. You're like, that's right, I did that. I did that. And you go to numerous places, and people know who you are, what you do well i'm i'm tr trying you, well you're you've been doing it for what five years now it'll be five years so you're still trying yeah. we're always still trying we never just like trying. my my first uh license plate up there trying too hard you never, i'm trying too hard you're never trying too hard you just got to keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going and if anything you you're in people's garage you're in people's office you're in people's cars you you get passed around i mean that's that is like the coolest thing you know 
for people to look. You're giving people joy without really getting the gratification from it because people are like, well, look what I got in here. Look what I, look what he's doing. Look, look at Bob. He's got his car in there. You know, no one really ever says, look at the good work that Rich is doing for other people to make them feel good because that's what it's doing. It's making people feel good about themselves. It's like they made it. This well, real, real quick, um, I don't know if I, I think, yeah, is that issue down there? See that car on that front cover? That car is everywhere. Our our friend uh, Jamie Opel, he owns Star Mobile One, and uh, we took him, we're gonna shoot that for issue number twelve. That was right when COVID started, and everything started shutting down. Right. And I <clears throat> I wanted to shoot that car down in the stockyards because that's my all-time go-to if i can't find somewhere to shoot i go to the stockyards well, the stockyards are just awesome and i i agree totally and he's on i have one one avenue one idea let me let me try it. if it don't work we'll go you know down the stockyards and shoot it and so he went out to the training training uh practice field in frisco at the frisco star where the dallas cowboys train and i guess he drove his car out there and uh he would talking to him about maybe uh getting that up on the field you know so i can shoot it it's going on the front cover of a magazine but up until that point he didn't tell him what kind of car or anything right. and they said nobody can shoot up here you know that's off limits and they're like, hey just just out of curiosity what would you want to shoot and they opened the curtains and they saw his car parked right outside the window by the curb they're like, what do you want to shoot here yeah right and so that car has been he has almost all the cowboy signatures on the dash wow every time he goes out to a place they sign it and that car's like everywhere like every cowboys uh so event. now it just went up in value because now it's got signatures on it. oh yeah it's... that's like getting a carol shelby dashboard i mean come on man i mean oh. once you get a signature on your stuff it's uh pretty impressive but that that car has its own uh website see what happens <laughs> but it, it's it, it's just one of those things where we're so drawn to the whole popularity of our stuff. I mean, it's like you just, it, it consumes you sometimes. It's like, oh my God, I got to get this bill. I got to get done. I got to get this on a magazine. It consumes you. It, it does, it, your passions in general will consume you, regardless of what it is, collecting, building, painting, reading, whatever. I mean, if something gives somebody that much joy, embrace it, you know, because there's so much stuff out there that may give people joy and embrace it you know there's positive people out there that will help you embrace what you want to do and that's the most self-gratification one reason you know i wanted to bring that bring a podcast aboard is uh because i want to give i know there's other uh, platforms out there people can you know talk on get their message out there and all that but um well, well when i was starting the podcast i didn't know what to name it and then me and my girlfriend were talking and she's like how about you grease and gasoline she's uh that's your tagline for your magazine so the podcast is tagged to you know yeah the magazine a, it's a branch from the magazine yeah it's a it's, it's a it's a tree it's growing you know and it just keeps on building other limbs to the and i, I 
I want to make a uh, hot rod platform where everybody, not just famous, if you're not famous, you're like me, dad, you know, every, you know, um, Joe Blow, you know, I want to give you that uh, platform to tell your story, your hot yeah. rod story, yeah. your bike story. I want to help you reach other people. Yeah. Know, and and hopefully, hopefully today we'll give other people that's like, you know what? Guy's right. I just need to do what I want to do and build what. I want to build and not get sucked in from the media and what everybody else is building because you don't want to be a cookie cutter. But if that's what you like to do, then do it. You know, it's all about doing what you love to do and what makes you happy. And if you get anything out of today, you know, hopefully when they're when we're done today, they're like five five people out of a hundred people decide that you know what, I'm gonna go back in the garage. I need to get this thing finished. Then we no, did they, our job. They might have you know that maybe that would see Ted truck or that old bike or you know, old it, car it, is sitting in the garage and up on blocks. And there's people out there that don't even have a project. Do I just listen to a little bit of motivation where someone's going, you know what? I do need to do something. I need to get off my butt, get my butt back in the garage. I need, and share it with your family. Involve your family. Involve your wife, your kids. Share it with them because they're the ones, once you're gone, you're gone. You know, and yeah. it's a sad thing about it, but you need to share that passion and hopefully other people will get inspired enough to go, Oh, you know what? I need to get my family more involved. You know, and, and that's the important part. The important part is making other people happy and making yourself happy, inspiring other people and teaching your talent because everybody's got some kind of talent, I, you know? Because let me tell you something. I couldn't do a magazine because I do not like spelling and I don't like reading. Well, can, I, I, can I tell you a little a little uh, <clears throat> story real quick here? I I know if you're still out there listening, you know, on the podcast, I love you guys, you know, here in Texas and uh, beyond. I know I keep on talking now be quiet here in a moment um now that magazine i was shooting for another guy's hot rod magazine in uh, california i started shooting over at sue sue martin shop uh doing stuff over there putting in his magazine gas monkey and all that and then all of us all of a sudden one day i talked to him and he said far as right now anything you send me if i don't like it i'm not gonna publish it and i'm like okay and then he told me he's like and plus if you decide to go out on your own and start trying to do your own magazine i don't think you have what it takes all right i'm like okay you know what that's one what this tell me two more things i can't do and he's he's like well you know it takes a a lot of people to put a magazine together i'm like okay two tell me one more thing and i forget what the third was but he told me all three things and i told him okay you know what boom i'm done so i wasn't shooting for him no more i thought i had the design software already in my computer to pump out you know a magazine well I didn't <laughs> and I had people signing up for the magazine already but I did not know how to make a magazine but you made it work you made I it work. went I went to YouTube and check this out if you're listening anybody out there can do anything you want this magazine I went to thank God for YouTube I went to YouTube for 30 days morning noon and night for 30 days how to open a product 
project, how to put a picture in, how to put text in. At the end of 30 but days, you didn't let it stop you. You I came it out stop you. with issue number one at the end of 30 days. Well, because you didn't let no one stop you. That's the, that's the that's the key thing. Don't let anybody stop you. Don't let anybody tell you you can't do something. And it just it just blows my mind when people go, well, you can't do that. What do you mean I can't do that? I can do anything I want. Maybe you can't do it, you know, the way they want you to right, do it. exactly. But do it your way. Yeah, I'm going to do it way, my way. And if I, if I, as long as you're fighting for what you believe in, do what you want. There's nothing wrong with asking for help and then for advice and make it happen. You got to make it happen. If you want something bad enough, you got to go out there and you got to grab it and you got to hold on to it and don't let go of it until you get what you want out of what you're doing. I mean, it's, you got to strive yourself. You're not going to do it sitting and looking at somebody else's stuff. You just, it's, you got to, you want to get it done. You got to get, you got to make it happen. This is what right, right on. We're at uh, 803 right now, but uh, right before we leave, we're here with uh, Sean Fund from King's Speed and Custom. I want to thank him again for coming in. Thanks we're not done me. This yet. Is very cool. This is very but, cool. But uh, he's in this. What do you think of the studio so uh, far? This is my first studio, so I believe this is like the coolest studio ever. Is it I've like never been in a, a studio. Does it look like a studio? Well, it looks like a studio. I'm like, I mean, how's the studio supposed to look? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't this know either. How I think, you know, my studio is I mean, uh, lugging. I don't, so. I'm like, all right, cool. This is what studios are supposed to look like. Cool. And what do right. you think? Sean's on, you know. I cannot if believe you, got, you have that picture. I can't believe you have I that put, picture. I put an 8 by 10 picture up of Sean on uh, the Wall of Fame. If you see yeah, the I'm pictures. Yeah, i there were some big wigs up there. I'm like, Sean, wow, that's not bad. Sean is right underneath uh, Joe Martin skipping it from our resurrection and then over on the left we got uh, uh, Joe Coddington then right above Joe we got Chip Foose I made it to the wall man he's he's on the I wall mean, man I, I mean and that's a goofy picture too I'm like <laughs> I mean I'll take what I can get but and you're you're looking at I'm you're looking, looking at, at your issue number one yeah that's issue, issue number, number one. one I made it I made yeah. it so people if we get more than what do we got uh, if we get six more votes, we gotta have at least one issue, six votes. They have a motorcycle up front on a front page of Busted Knuckle. Hey. Let let him know. Because hey. I know a guy that's got a bike that he'll put on the cover. <laughs> There, there you go. Hey, B, before we uh, cut out here, and I know you probably have you know a long way to go, but in a short time to get there, plug, bandit, plug. Yeah, there we go. I know the movie. <laughs> I know the movie. My, my favorite movies, sorry, that and, you know, American Graffiti, you know. Uh, if we can, before we go, I want to take and uh, let Sean uh, lead us out. And uh, just, uh, if you can, tell everybody maybe something you know informative or you know inspirational you know and we'll pump up the volume a little bit right when you you know start taking us out take take us out sean um be yourself love yourself first don't let anything stop you and share others that's the way i'll do it man just love i love being me life is good right on don't stop being don't you stop, man. man hold on to it 
Don't let go of it and believe in what you believe. Go for it, man. You know, I think when I first asked you, you know, about doing this uh, podcast, you jumped right on and said, yeah, hell yeah, no, bro. I want to do that. Yeah, I want to do this, man. I, I could do this a lot. This would be kind of cool. I, I like it, you know? Yeah. You know, it would be really cool. I don't know how it works. So I'm just, I'm just blurting out. No, if go you ahead. get like certain questions, like people would ask you questions and we could answer them. Hey, hey, you know, yeah. I mean, because we are Texas, we are bigger than everybody else. We got yeah. all the answers. Hey, hey, hey. Wouldn't that be kind of cool? Yeah. Get random calls or no, not Ma- calls. Matter, matter of fact, that, uh, that little blue box over by the stereo speaker over there yeah that little blue box that is uh my new uh podcast uh gear equipment that's a professional podcasting i I got for well i'm i'm using that laptop right here this is professional but that's what all the podcasters use out there but i can't use these uh mics with that i need to get regular microphones regular earphones Baby steps. Yeah, I know. That's why it's over there. I'm making, you know, trying to make money with the advertising, you know, all that. You gotta get some sponsors and get advertised. You'll put some sponsorships. Matter of fact, we have we have three advertisers so far. When I when I cut this out, you know back to work i gotta read these i gotta pay some bills yeah, yeah. Um, but anyways um thank, thank you, you again much, for you know coming over sitting down anytime, in the man, studio anytime, anytime. And so what what's uh next for sean before uh, we cut well, out here uh i'm gonna go from here and i'm going straight to the house uh, i'm gonna put on my work clothes and start working on a motorcycle i'm trying to get done for uh born free we got uh we got a bike that's pretty, pretty how long until that show uh it's in october it's in october, october yeah it's in Hennessy, uh, Hennis, Texas. Okay. It's called the Crater. Oh, it's it's insane. It's all old school, hardcore. So I'm trying to get this bike done for a buddy of ours. Uh, the exhaust system is sick. It's gonna be gonna be pretty loud. It's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be a skirt lifter when it goes by because huh. we got the exhaust awesome. blown up. Let, uh, let us uh, know I'll, more I'll about those after it's all done. Pictures, and, yeah, I know. You know all that. Yeah. Put them on our social media so yeah, everybody. I'll, can, what I'll do is you know, uh, if it's all right with you, every once in a while I'll go. Uh, hey Sean, you got anything new going on in the garage or something? I'll send you some stuff and you can post it up. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll go from there. Do that. Comes around, goes around, right? De- definitely. Anyways, um, all you guys out there, thanks for uh, listening. This has been, you know, another awesome, awesome interview on Gears, Grease, and uh, Gasoline. If you're out there still listening, you can also go over to um, www.bustednucklemagazine.com. Once again, that's www.bustednucklemagazine.com. Go over there, sign up, and then all I'll take and do the ads later on. I'll insert those with, you know, the music and all that. You can, once again, give your, uh, you know, Facebook page. Uh, my Facebook, my personal Facebook page is Sean, S-E-A-N. Last name is Fund, P-F-U-N-D. Look me up, go through uh, the pictures and stuff like that. If you guys are interested in something, uh, shoot me a text. I'll, uh, I'll answer it as fast as I can, and uh, we'll go from there. You all have a beautiful day. Be careful. Happy St. Patrick's Day, and uh, believe in what you want to do. Don't let go. Hey, folks. Uh, first of all, I want to tell each and everybody out there that uh, 
listens and downloads these awesome podcast episodes. Thank you, thank you, thank you from our heart to yours. This has been another awesome episode here on Gears, Grease, and Gasoline, the podcast. If I can, uh, real quick, this uh, little podcast interview has been brought to you guys by yesterday's 50s Diner, located right off Highway 380 down in Bridgeport, Texas. Their address is 305, right off Highway 380. And their telephone number is area code 940-683-6620. Once again, area code 940-683-6620. Or if you want to find them online, go to yesterday's 50sdiner.com that's yesterday's 50sdiner.com from the time you guys walk through the front door until the time you guys leave it's like walking right back in time once you open those doors it's almost like going back to the 50s so if you head down there and you see our buddy uh, Matt say hi to Matt for us but be sure to get the, the awesome Bluebell hand scoop homemade ice cream that is awesome. So, anyways, uh, they're right off uh, Highway 380 down in uh, Bridgeport, Texas. Phone number is 940-683-6620. And that's yesterday's 50s diner. Go down and check them out. Tell them Texas Red sent you. We love you. Stay tuned because every Monday evening we drop a brand new episode. We love you, Texas. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Take care. Bye.